0: After these messages, will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good
1: hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about good ones and we talk about bad ones. And we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. You know what's even more dope is saving your receipts. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. It is Super Bowl week. That's right. Days away from the big game. The big
2: game is is upon us. The
1: commercials are in the news. In the news. <laughs> Um, Welcome. I mean, there is a chance that we might have new listeners who are interested in Super Bowl commercials this year, and so they come to the commercial podcast of record, which is after these messages, yet we have this deep, dark secret that we hate Super Bowl commercials.
2: I don't hate them, although I was pretty underwhelmed by the previews that I've seen this year. It's just that it's not that I hate them. I've always enjoyed watching Super Bowl commercials, but so does everyone, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's There's nothing particularly interesting or insightful about liking Super Bowl or being interested in Super Bowl commercials. So it just feels a little, like, redundant, I guess, to me.
1: For me, it's just that—and we'll maybe get into this as we break down some of the most anticipated commercials— the the fact that it's just it's such a big money game that so much creativity is sort of lost or there's almost I can't explain it. Like people are trying to make too much of a splash where what I love about commercial campaigns is a campaign that might actually even start somewhat quietly and then build or, or you know, create yeah. a character of its own over time. Like flow was not a. You know flow and progressive that was not A, uh, a Super Bowl thing right. That was just something that happened organically She was supposed to do one ad and then she's out of there And then look what happened and so like This idea of like we're gonna we're gonna have The commercial everybody talks about well it's not 1984 anymore yeah. when One commercial like the Macintosh Famous 1984 commercial can Blow up because everybody wants To be the biggest yeah. you can't have Everybody being the biggest
2: Yeah it's it it's, it's fun to be surprised And it's really hard to surprise Mm -hmm. anyone anymore with with Super Bowl ads.
1: So anyway welcome new listeners. Uh, We're gonna have a lot no we will have a lot of fun today. So we're gonna go over uh, some of the commercials that are already uh, making buzz. Of course so many of these have already been released online um, or some version of them. And then I'm gonna try giving you a little bit of a quiz Genevieve. It's something called Super Bowl commercial bingo. Uh, You know what I was putting it together today. I was gonna say you know what? It's going to be great. Okay. It's going to be fantastic. Sounds good.
2: Sounds promising.
1: <laughs> I'm going to put your 2019 <laughs> Super Bowl knowledge uh, to the test with a Super Bowl commercial trivia that was sent to us by a listener. And um, also we'll check in with the Ad Council. Somebody's got some hater aid. Did I see that?
2: Yeah. Uh, Somebody uh, listen, who listened to our show uh, last week about commercials that have made us dislike the celebrity spokespeople. Um, they have another entry into that uh that Pantheon. So uh, we'll get into that.
1: Okay, uh, let's kick things
2: off. Though. Oh, kick
1: things off. uh <laughs> With a little football talk.
0: You gotta be a football hero you get along with the beautiful girl. You gotta be a touchdown getter, you bet. If you wanna get
1: Fact that you A are baby rich. to pet. Got weird there, huh?
2: Yeah. And that Old times didn't her. always nail it with the sexy talk. <laughs> Who wants to be my baby to pet? <laughs> to
0: get along with the girl. It's from
1: 1933 by Al Sherman. One of the most famous, apparently one of the famous early football anthems. Of our culture, no joke I I mean, because if you played this for me and told me that this is a like Bob and Dave sketch I would also believe you Yeah, it's got a real Megaphone Cooners (laughs) vibe to it It really does All right, well let's kick things off I gotta say, uh, of all of the um, football, Super Bowl commercial talk That I'm starting to hear buzzing around The one that I think has gotten the most attention At least from maybe people with our tastes Is this one where the Big Lebowski appears again, and it seems like the. It's actually a, not the
2: Big Lebowski. He's he's the. Oh, dude. that's true.
1: He's it's the dude from the. Yeah. I always make that mistake. I've seen the movie a million times. Um, Rosebud was a sled. <laughs> wait, <sighs> <laughs> I don't even know what movie you spoiled, but you spoiled it for me. Um, anyway, and people are crying foul because, like, how can you know? Like, it seems like people are saying you don't mess with the dude at this point, right?
2: I think people I'm not exactly sure why people are hating on this ad so hard I don't particularly like it But mm-hmm. the outsized reaction to it is kind of cracking me up Like as if it, This this stars um, uh, Jeff Bridges in his The Dude, you know, persona And uh, Sarah Jessica Parker in her Carrie Bradshaw persona mm-hmm. uh, From Sex and the City, of course And people are sort of reacting to this as if something sacred has been trod upon or or you know you know and some as if this is some sacrilege and i mean people do get very uh worked up <laughs> well actually i should say they both get they get worked up about both characters and both franchises mm-hmm. or both you know uh universes i mm-hmm. guess it doesn't bother me to have these two iconic characters um reprised and to be in the same universe. I just don't think it's an especially... Great ad but why don't we mm-hmm. play it and then talk yeah. about What the outrage is all about
1: I'm going to just explain the whole plot of it now that way the sound Will make more sense yeah. uh, to you So um, the Carrie Bradshaw character uh, Walks into a Fancy restaurant and uh, As they're taking her to her Table they ask her if she wants her Usual drink of course Carrie Bradshaw Famously drinks Manhattans is that <laughs> Are right Are you kidding me I don't this? know what was it
2: Cosmopolitans. Cosmopolitans
1: of course I get those confused <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're pretty different. I don't even think they have the same base alcohol. Uh,
1: I hope Benjamin isn't listening. Our our mixologist buddy. Yeah. Uh, well, I know that a Manhattan has whiskey in it. What does a Cosmopolitan have?
2: Doesn't it have vodka?
1: Okay. Well, I've never had a Cosmopolitan. I feel like I'm on trial here. Anyway, uh, she walks in and one of the um, servers says, do you want your usual Cosmopolitan? And she says, no, I'd like a Stella Artois instead. And the Every, like, it's a needle scratch moment. People are dropping trades. They're right? Like, how
2: is she? Because it's her iconic exactly. drink. Exactly.
1: How is she veering off of her iconic drink? You think the commercial's over. And then you see the dude walk in. Jeff Bridges as the dude who always drank white Russians. They ask him if he wants his usual. And again, he says, no, I want a Stella. Um, which
2: he mispronounces. Which he
1: mispronounces, which is funny. And then again, everybody is shocked about it. And then they sit next to each other. And they have a little bit of banter by the end. So that's what you're going to hear here. Hello, good to see you again Likewise Please, Cosmopolitan?
0: Nope, tonight I'll have a Stella Artois
1: I mean, pure chaos Yeah Fires are breaking out in the kitchen for reasons that I'm not exactly sure Yeah, it's why just, that it, it, caused a,
2: it causes quite a stir mm-hmm. You're they, still, they sure got the rights Thank to that you. Sex and the City music Now, enter the well, dude. My, huh? Why, Russian? No, Gary, give me a Stella toes <laughs>
0: Excuse me. Good choice.
2: Well, changing can
1: do a little good. Do the binds. And it says change up the usual... Um and of course Stella also is associated with the clean water campaign that yep. they used like Matt Damon to be a spokesperson for. In reading some of the coverage of this apparently there's some hashtag buried in here that is, they're still working on that uh but that is not the focus of this obviously.
2: Right. And there was a slate article that I saw getting a fair amount of buzz that was uh headlined uh let me get this right here cuz it was very it was uh extremely uh over the top. Uh, the big Lebowski Super Bowl ad is a crime against humanity. Oh, slate. Oh, slate. Uh, but that clickbait aside, you know, the, the people are sort of, uh, exercised about them, like these iconic characters being, you know, resurrected in service of Stella, which is like, well, you know, they aren't real people. He's, it's not a real religion, uh, no matter how many conference cons you go to or whatever. Um, so it's not that I have a problem with them monetizing these characters or even putting them in the same universe. I just don't think it's especially well done. Like the the way that they interact at the end has no sparkle, no wit to it. There's no it, there's nothing enjoyable about her saying good choice and him saying change can do you good. Like that doesn't reference anything for me about either of their characters he does seem very, she's, she looks in place in this very mm-hmm. fancy restaurant in like a gold LeMay plunging neckline dress. I mean, Carrie Bradshaw belongs there. The dude does look extremely out of place.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but this is my favorite, uh, my favorite part of that Slate article because it totally misses the point. Um, it says uh, It kind of takes issue With these two Being in the same bar It says These two would never Walk into the same bar In another blasphemous And highly unbelievable turn The commercial shows Two shows the two Giving up their Signature cocktails A cosmopolitan And white Russian Respectively For the Be- Belgian Pilsner
1: Yeah Yeah <laughs> That's the point That's the point
2: That's Why it's Surprising That's why people Drop their trays Right And freak out I mean it's
1: these two would never, give, two up would their never give up cocktails. their signature
2: cocktails like
1: that's the joke That's the joke. Yeah, oh like my God. Whoosh.
2: And I mean I feel like the Slate article writer just was like uh like Barely watched it. and Was just like, I gotta get this article out and posted, and I need a clickbait right. headline.
1: Yeah, no, it's it, honestly that speaks more poorly of Slate. I hate to say it. Um, by the way, I don't hate the concept. Actually, I think it's an in, I think it's an interesting concept. I think that
2: yeah, I actually don't hate the if, concept. I think it's sort of poorly executed. Oh, really? It doesn't.
1: Mm. Not terrible. I, I think it's fine. Like, I think, yeah, I mean, what I would do is, if I were them, build a whole campaign around other famous people yes. and their cocktails, and maybe this one kicks it off in the Super Bowl, and then maybe we get one of the 007s, you know, to not get his... Well, if you
2: got all of the 007s, that oh, would be fun.
1: Yeah, and expensive. Yeah, that I mean, would be a Super Bowl commercial. That would be a Super Bowl commercial, <laughs>
2: right. You get all of, the, all of James Bond, all the living James Bonds walking into a bar and one by one turning down... Uh, A martini for Estella I mean that would be great That would
1: be amazing Um, Okay so yesterday you and I were talking about this commercial And um, We were trying to think of other celebrities Or characters in their drinks James Bond we thought of immediately I said Homer Simpson and Duff Beer
2: Right which is like It's a beer for a beer Yeah that one's a little bit tougher um,
1: I did look up uh, uh, A a Didn't we think
2: of somebody that had a non-alcoholic Signature drink?
1: I can't remember that from yesterday, but I did find this from HelloGiggles.com. 10 signature drinks of fictional characters. Now, I want you to look away and try to. Uh, did you already? I guess. I saw James Bond was the okay, top so one. Okay, so James Bond was the top one. We got that. There is a really obvious one that you and I um, forgot. Uh, and let's say. Tell me the drink. Uh, Scotchy, Scotchy, Scotchy. Oh
2: yeah, uh, Ron Burgundy.
1: Ron Burgundy. Um, the dude, White Russian. Oh, Kenan and Kel, which was a Nickelodeon show, drinking orange soda. That's where Kenan from SNL came from. Have you heard of Kenan and Kel? Sure,
2: I've heard of Kenan and Kel. Really? I'm a little too old to have watched that show, but yeah. it was a big hit.
1: He uh, apparently drank, or I don't know which one of them drank uh, orange soda. Soda. Carrie Bradshaw, Cosmo.
2: Or as I like to call it, a Manhattan.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And who drank Old Fashions? Although I don't know. Would that
2: be Don Draper?
1: It was Don Draper. But as this article points out. um,
2: I mean, who could tell in the river of alcohol that he was drinking?
1: So Don will basically drink anything since he's an alcoholic. But when he has his druthers, it's an Old Fashioned. Um, I don't even know who this one is. Phyllis Neffler drank anything. Evian. Oh, she was in Troop of Beverly Hills. <laughs>
2: that's Shelley Long's character. <laughs> um, but that's like that's so that that's some pretty weak, yeah, connection. Like, yeah, she she drinks Evian because it signif it's like a signifier among a million other things in the movie that she's rich. But it's not like some character thing about her that like she's constantly asking for Evian. Well,
1: this this list is definitely weak tea. It's only ten. Who um, drinks weak tea? Oh. Kermit. Jenna Rink. Who's that? Uh, Jenna Rink was uh, 13 going on 30, apparently. Oh, Jennifer
2: Garner, your fave.
1: Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. Uh, I've
2: seen the movie like once. I think Mark Ruffalo's in it.
1: She uh, drank uh, apparently pina coladas. If you were 13 and suddenly transformed into a 30-year-old, this would be the perfect drink for you.
2: I am a 40-year-old and I love a... That's a perfect drink Mm -hmm. for me.
1: Oh, I know. Chianti.
2: Uh, well, I guess that's Hannibal.
1: Hannibal. But that's,
2: he doesn't. Again, it's, it's not, not his not a signature, signature drink. drink. It's exactly. a signature line that he exactly. says. Exactly.
1: And then a Duff Beer slash Flaming Moe yeah. for uh, Homer Simpson. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I actually, I think that commercial is totally fine. I actually think that's a good Super Bowl commercial because it's not huge and over the top. Yeah. Yeah, you got the celebrity. a funny concept. Everybody will be quiet in the room and watch it. Now, one thing I've noticed, though, is. Again, this is one that it got a lot of... The concept
2: connects to the product, exactly. which I like. Uh,
1: and it's not like Hugh... Yes, it's celebrity, but it's not like... Aside from my joke about how things caught fire in the kitchen for some reason, um, it's not full of explosions. It's just not... It's not um, Jeff Goldblum going yeah. up the side of a building with a piano for some effed up reason. I just
2: wish it was like... I just wish the writing sparkled a little bit more. But yeah. conceptually, I don't really have a problem with it.
1: Um, this
2: idea that somehow the dude is... Sacrosanct is ridiculous.
1: Mm. Um, okay. Uh, how about this one? Oh, do you even see this one? I put this one in here. It was sent to us by a listener named Aaron.
2: I saw that you put it in, but I have not listened to it specifically because I wanted to react to it on the show.
1: So uh, the, uh, Aaron says, this ad popped up on YouTube and uh, with uh, a series of words that didn't seem to go together, I was compelled to watch it. It is exactly what it claims to be, an ASMR commercial for Michelob Ultra. And this totally triggered my own ASMR. Um, Do we have to explain what ASMR is?
2: Um, I think most people know. Um, I don't really fully understand what it is. I mean, I understand the definition of it, but I don't know what people are feeling when they Mm -hmm. are experiencing it. It's very mysterious to me. For me, this is the equivalent of not being able to see those 3D drawings or 3D uh, paintings from the 80s.
1: Which I never was able to see.
2: Of your wonky eye,
1: because of my wonky eye. Um, before we play this, actually, there was one last thought I had about the last commercial we were talking about, um, with the dude and Carrie Bradshaw. I noticed that the timing on that was odd, it's a 45 second ad, so I'm wondering if that's one where they're saying that's the Super Bowl ad, but really that's the teaser that's good, and we're going to see more of them that's, in a 30 second two, or a 60 second. Two
2: is never. It, it, three makes a punchline You know what I'm saying Like two people Those two people Feel so out of step Together in the ad I agree The timing The whole timing Of the it feels The way he walks off. in At
1: the end It's almost like Two commercials Jammed into one I think that they're Setting us up for I bet there's at least One more
2: reveal. reveal In there that's coming I agree I just
1: wanted that On the record In case we're right um, Okay so back to this ASMR Yeah so ASMR You probably know what it is If you're listening To this podcast But you know Certain people are very I think triggered In a good way They actually get Almost a physical sensation when they hear people speak in whispers or there's all kinds of videos online of people doing things like brushing hair and it's mic'd very closely or or crinkling wrappers very quietly and just like these very very soft sounds that uh, that trigger certain people in a way that is supposedly not necessarily sexual but somehow like kind of arousing and Tingle-making. Okay. Tingle-making. I um, mean, I've heard it
2: described a million times. I, It's just academic to me, but, mm-hmm. but I believe you.
1: Um, so anyway, Michelob Ultra of all beer brands, decides to um, delve into ASMR. And they do it with the, a very, I don't like to objectify people much on this show or off, but I will say I didn't know who this person was. It's you don't just, know who
2: Zoe Kravitz was?
1: No, I had no idea who Zoe Kravitz was. She's striking. Has anybody pointed that out before?
2: Yeah, I think it's been noted.
1: <laughs> she is super striking. So we see, it starts with like this um, pretty, I think, noisy montage of, I, and I don't even quite get this, of scenes of, of nature, uh, some pretty intense flashes of a camera moving fast across various landscapes, but then all of a sudden everything slows down and we see Zoe Kravitz and she's sitting somewhere in a beautiful scene and she says, um, well, I'll let, her, I'll let her take it from there and it just slips into an ASMR video. That is her fingernails on the bottle.
0: This place. So pure. You can feel it.
1: The bottle rolling around the table. Just the bottom of it.
0: This beer.
1: One small thing to note is she's actually got two microphones up there Like a lot of ASMR videos have because they'll play with stereo right. as well I mono out this show so our listeners <laughs> won't hear it But um, the, she's like her voice is going from left ear to right ear yeah. and They do a lot with stereo right there um, What do you think?
2: I think this is interesting uh, I like Zoe Kravitz um, You obviously didn't watch... Um, Oh gosh, what was keeping
1: n- up with the Kravitzes? Yeah,
2: no, I mean, you know, she's the daughter of Lenny Kravitz and uh, Lisa Bonet. I learned that today. And she was a, she starred in um, that show on HBO with Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. Oh, and I watched it. Yes, d- yes,
1: and, yes. Um, and it had Adam Scott as well, right? It and did he's going to be making a uh, appearance in a little bit. Now, Big Little both. Lies. Big Little Lies. Yes. We got there
2: um and so so i like i liked her in that that's kind of the only thing i've really been aware of her in. although i think she's done other projects um but she's great in that she's i think she's good at doing what they want her to do with that it's really an interesting thing it's going to really i think people are going to like take notice of that when they are watching the super bowl because like sometimes if you whisper you quiet a room more than if you yell
1: Exactly. It reminds me a bit of the Calm ad that I talked about on the show a couple of times now. I think Calm is this app that you can put on your phone. That uh, is like a meditation app or it has breathing exercises. Our culture is like desperate
2: for something to calm us the fuck down. Exactly,
1: And the commercials for this Calm app are amazing because I, I saw them at first during a football game. I've talked about this so much. I'm sure the listeners are like, yeah, we've heard this story, Walsh. But, you know, during a football game, a lot of like loud commercials, a lot of truck commercials, a lot of. A lot of Dennis Leary saying, "Look, we know you have a small dick. Buy a bigger truck." <laughs> um, and, oh, and I the- saw.
2: I saw a funny thing. I think it was SNL with Jason Momoa. Do you know who he is? He's called Drogo. Oh, okay, yeah. He's been in some other things, um, but they did an ad that was like premised on the idea that men are staying are at home doing more like uh, home chores, and women are like as women are more like you know more more and more the breadwinners, and so it was like advertising. Um, A laundry machine I think the way you would advertise a truck For a dude Mm -hmm. and it was hilarious Because it like you suddenly realize like That's how advertisers talk to
1: dudes Yeah um and and anyway so you have all these noisy commercials during a football game and then a commercial for this call map where it's like kind of like this it's just like a shot of nature just beautiful lush and it just says do nothing for twenty seconds yeah and you see the I think they're really capitalizing like, on that yeah and, and for micro- beer to do yeah that. and so and I think it's really smart again like if you're putting if you're producing a story for radio or something like it's actually if you have music under everything and then that music goes away for a second and then all of a sudden it just it, it focuses like it, it magnifies what's yeah. happening there so I think putting a very quiet commercial in the middle of the cacophony some Super Bowl parties everybody will be talking and they'll totally miss it because it's not a whiz banger but I think other places will shut up and the room will get really quiet
2: yeah good job uh,
1: What do you, I know that you're a big Adam Scott head um, <laughs> is that what you guys call yourselves Scott heads
2: um, we call ourselves Scotties. Oh,
1: okay. I know you're a big Scotty. Yeah. Well, uh, hold on. Three, two, one. So I know you're a big Scotty. Um Adam Scott <laughs> is in one of uh one of these uh big Super Bowl commercials this year. Are you excited about this one?
2: I'm okay about this one. I got like I don't know if this is just like where my head is or what, but I wasn't blown away by anything that I saw in the pre-released commercials of which there are probably about a dozen mm-hmm. that are at least that are making the rounds. Um, this one was getting a fair amount of press because it's very, um, uh, it's multimedia and uh, and interactive. This is for a product called Expensify, which is um, theoretically the leading like kind of like expenses app so you just take a picture of a receipt mm-hmm. and you know you can like expense everything and it, and it does all the work for you I
1: think a lot of people in the business world might be familiar with a product called Concur Yes
2: I would say Concur is the leading software <laughs> that does that cuz that's the one everyone's heard of But
1: you get the idea or the impression that Concur like the just the word Concur and I only use it a tiny bit for my job but it's like it's like the Microsoft of App sort of is just <laughs> as big and clunky and nobody ever wants to log into it and everybody's always I complaining really clunky Everybody at but my I am also a PC users, everybody so. at my workplace always complains about concur. Um and then it sort of sounds like Expensify is gonna be kind of like the hip younger brother who's gonna right. be like, hey, just download this app and make it cool. And and thus this commercial, which uh features two chains. Yes. Right?
2: Um yep. And so there's a number of uh versions of this, but the premise here um, there's a whole music video that's mm-hmm. associated with it, but there are of course shorter versions of for the commercial. But the premise is that two chains and his entourage are making this extremely like luxe, uh, you know, conspicuous consumption video. Uh, Adam Scott is their like accountant or somewhere he's from somewhere in finance, and he's telling them like you got to turn in your receipts for all this like. Gold nonsense that you've bought. And so what's interactive about the video is that all of the crazy items in it, like the diamond encrusted football and the uh, gold statue of two chains has a has a receipt hanging off of it and it has a QR code so you can you can somehow like capture that QR code. I couldn't do this or figure out how to do it or, or even nor did I even really but try. It was
1: kind of tempting though, right? Yeah, a it was little the bit. first time I've ever been like, oh I'm actually tempted to yeah. download your app to see how it works with this And so bullshit. you like
2: capture the QR code and somehow send it in and it enters you to win some of these items. Exactly. Right? So if
1: you quote unquote expense the items yeah. in this music video, which will be released supposedly as a music video wherever they're released. I watched the whole thing. Um, I think
2: YouTube yeah, and is where they're Released,
1: yeah, and like you said, it's been chopped up into these different commercials. So they're calling it the first, uh, the the first music video that you can expense is the whole. Can I read you trope.
2: two of my favorite quotes from the mm-hmm. Expensify press release? Their CEO sounds like just the epitome of like dude, bro, CEO. This is their founder and CEO. His name's David Barrett, and I just hear the following quote in. In a voice that I don't like. I hear it, I think, in, like, um, who's the fire guys?
1: That's exactly who I was just trying to think of. Billy um, McFarlane. Billy McFarlane. I hear it yeah, in yeah, Billy yeah. McFarlane's voice. I was going to ask you. I-, I couldn't think of his name. But I was going to ask you if that's what you were thinking of.
2: Over the past 10 years, Expensify has spread like wildfire with zero advertising, growing solely through word of mouth. It's all led up to this, our first ever national TV spot running during the most highly anticipated and most watched moment of the year, the Super Bowl. What's even more epic is that this is the first commercial you can actually expense, and fans will have the chance to win more than $200,000 during our ad on game day. Who else can say that? It's the coolest product demo we could ever ask for. That just like kind of mm-hmm. rubbed me the wrong way.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely. But, but the, you
2: know what? I'm not their ta- Actually, I should be their target audience because I'm... You know, I'm a professional, like I'm exactly the kind of person who probably would have a job where I would need to expense things. But
1: then you you, um, juxtapose that with Adam Scott's quote, (laughs) which (laughs) Which is is hilarious. I've always wanted to be in a hip hop video and a Super Bowl commercial, so mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> All right, let's take a listen to this. So you're mostly just going to hear the song, which I like. By the way, the song is actually called "Expensify This." And
2: yeah, it's not a bad song.
1: According to my research, put it up there
2: with uh, uh, "Watch the Stove." It,
1: yeah, but apparently, it's actually going to be on his next album. He's been wow. talking about. I mean, that's what I was. This picking is the next. This yeah. is the
2: next era of uh, of marketing. Yeah, the, uh, sponsored content.
1: He had an album that was supposed to. Last year, then it was supposed to drop, I think, earlier this month, and it still hasn't. The, the album's gonna be called Rap or Go to the League by Two Chains. Here's the commercial
0: Two Chains, baby, don't lie to me. Time and space don't apply to me. My garage out for cadaver. Ice whip two cheeks that look like Cleopatra. Whip too refined for the horsepower. Gotta run
2: enough a seafood towel. Know that I'm here for a reason
1: so cold that it's That is such the, a great line. I, it,
2: it stands out to me, too. And they've made sure to include the car so cold that it's sneezing in every version of this of this song. Yeah. Or every sneezing. version of this ad.
0: Car so cold that it's sneezing
1: Day in the life of a bone. Yeah. Mr. Day in a- Hi. So, re- <laughs> Adam Scott just shows up on set. By the way, they're in a convertible on the set, but the windows are rolled The convertible
2: up. is also encrusted with ice. hmm I'm from record label finance and I'm gonna
0: need paper receipts for everything in this video if, if you wanna get reimbursed. Nah, no, I have Expensify for that. What? Skirt. <laughs> uh, then he starts rolling up the window.
1: <laughs>
0: cool. I mean,
1: it is a convertible. <laughs> By the way, his little buddy in this commercial, so 2 Chains has somebody who's kind of in his crew. He
2: looks like a weird guru, sort of. Yeah,
1: he's like, he's this, I don't know, like middle-aged, my age, maybe a little bit yeah. younger, white guy with a third eye. Yeah,
2: he looks sort of like, he's got like a Yuri Geller vibe to him. Who's that? He's the guy who could, could quote-unquote bend spoons. Oh, he's he's Holby got times. a third
1: eye that's not just painted, though, in his it forehead. Blinks. It actually blinks yeah. and it'll, it'll move around with the Uh, With his other eyes It's very unnerving I looked it up I couldn't figure out who he is Or if that's a reference to anything in particular I was going to play for you I wasn't sure if you had seen the whole video Vives Um, But for those who haven't heard it uh, This is the actual full video I'm not going to play the whole song uh, But it it does have an intro And in this one you have uh, Two chains and his crew backstage somewhere Or I guess you know on the lot somewhere And uh, they're talking to Adam Scott Oh they're in the studio That's right because Adam starts talking about how great the new beats are.
0: That sounds great. That's great, great job, guys. You know what, as the head of finance for the record label, I gotta say, I'm excited about this music video that you guys are gonna make. That's gonna be dope, you know? But you know what's even more dope (laughs) is saving your receipts. From purchases you make for said music video, and
2: then... Everyone's pretending and or for nice real falling asleep while he's talking about this. Expensify.
1: Expensify. And then it just into the The rest of this, this is a music video. Yeah.
2: What this really needs is for Aziz Ansari and Jean-Ralphio
1: to try to be getting yeah. in at the door, but being like velvet roped out, <laughs> yeah, um, I like this, I like Adam Scott, so this yeah. I yeah he's like...
2: clearly he's been he's being Ben Wyatt
1: here exactly, uh which I mean does he play well i yeah, i guess he I guess he plays against type in um the show you we were just talking about before, the h b o show that we couldn't think of the name of oh the big ago. little lies, yeah, yeah. It's sort
2: of against him i mean he's still like he's sort of a beta, but um. But, yeah, you know, Uh, yeah, he's a a good actor, but he does tend to play sort of a a nerdy type.
1: Yeah. Uh, Here, let's take a listen to this from Parks and Rec.
0: And I sat down at the desk, looked her right in the eye, and I said, just call me bald municipal <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do it I, I just come I up it. with it I just think of it and I'm like oh, is this that is funny god. yes it is and then I just say
2: it. <laughs> oh god he's big dogging the other accountants I
1: actually have an even more painful version of him trying to uh, front around an attorney he's like eh we all have similar sense of humor anyway um, okay so oh let's move on to this Pepsi ad you are mad and this ad
2: i don't like it uh, actually and shout out to tiara who sent me this as well um but it, it's uh it's getting a fair amount of press um this is a pepsi ad that is predicated on the experience that most of us have had of going into a restaurant asking for a coke and being asked by the waiter or waitress is pepsi okay
1: yes can we pause there for a moment sure what do you think of the concept of approaching that
2: it's tempting because anytime your your product has a, a a thing that's happening in the culture, it's really tempting to try to capitalize on that and I understand that. But as I wrote in the show notes, Defense may win championships, mm-hmm. but it does not win the soda wars. Like Pepsi is always on the defense. They are always the B team and they this is no exception. And I just think like Pepsi, you live in Coke's shadow. Don't play that game you can't win it and I think this ad really underscores that people want Coke that people just not even that they want Coke but that that is the default
1: I I think it's just the idea of somehow tackling that is Pepsi okay I mean maybe you just bullshit and you turn it on its head and you create a whole campaign around this idea of people ordering Pepsi and then they say, is Coke okay? And then yeah. maybe they say no when they walk out or something. But it is an experience that I never thought about from an ad perspective that is, that is this universal thing.
2: That's why I think it's so tempting to play in that space. And I'm not even saying that you shouldn't. But I don't think this accomplishes it, it very well. And I don't think that the writing uh, or the celebrity gets here are particularly awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they ha- it, it includes uh, Steve Carell, Cardi B, and uh, Little John. And those three, all of whom I like, don't particularly show each other off to great Advantage it's
1: right it doesn't know what it's going for yes. it doesn't know where the jokes are where the jokes should stop Too many
2: celebrities not enough writers
1: so we see a woman in a really cool looking diner um, and she orders a, pe- a Coke the waiter says is Pepsi okay and uh, I think it's around that time that we realize that Steve Carell is sitting behind her and he gets up and he starts pontificating and he starts saying Pepsi is not just okay his point being that Pepsi is great it's not just okay and um, he's a little bit all over the place with the script Um, and then at some point we're gonna hear I almost
2: feel like they told him to ad-lib this because it's so weak
1: it's really weird that this is the version they end up with you have um, at one point you'll have little John come in because the whole riff is on the word okay and of course little John is famous for saying okay in his rap songs I didn't realize that Cardi B also says okay in in a funny way so she walks in at some point near the end of this this is a one minute long commercial and it's gonna sound really confusing to you because you don't see the visuals but trust me if you see the visuals it's still it, just as confusing yeah it really is it's it a mess really is i'll take
2: a
0: coke is pepsi okay is pepsi okay is pepsi okay ow our puppies okay is a shooting star okay is the laughter of a small child okay um, are you with me you seem confused let's role play
1: now. Uh-huh. So he's talking directly kind of berating the waiter actually. Then he says, "Let's role play." He snaps his fingers and Steve Carell is suddenly magically wearing the clothes of the waiter who's a young kid, you know, he's like probably like a, what do you say, teenager or something. Yeah. Um and but the kid instead of wearing Steve Carell's clothes is now standing there in his underwear after they've switched places to role play.
0: Now. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm Steve. I'm an actor. No, no, and- no. Just order something. Uh, I'll have- you will have a
1: nice cold glass with the best thing you ever tasted, okay? Okay.
0: I think you might be just saying it wrong. You got to say it with pride,
1: okay? Like that whole role play thing didn't make sense. It was kind of funny when the kid says, uh, okay, I'm the Steve, I'm an actor. The best part of this commercial yeah.
2: is I'm Steve, I'm an actor. <laughs> right. And it has nothing to do with the product or really the rest of the commercial. Yeah. saying it wrong. You got to say it with pride, okay?
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. Kind of. Pepsi's more than okay. It's okay.
1: okay. I mean, so, Cardi looks great. Of course she does. And and Lil John's in there. So now, so she says, oh, kr-. I didn't realize that she says that.
2: I didn't either. I did not I'm listen not to cool. that record.
1: It is so weird Like that record is supposed to be one of the greatest records kind of of the past several years. Uh, And I have not listened to it. But anyway, so she comes in. She's glamorous. She grabs a, a, looks like, jewel-encrusted can of Pepsi.
0: Okay, what have we learned today? You want a Pepsi? I want a Pepsi. She wants a Pepsi. There you go.
1: (laughs) That's him trying to do (laughs) the little John, which is kind of funny. Although we do sort of have a problem here of just like, don't make your spokesperson unlikable. Yes. You know? He's
2: he's extremely unlikable here. And... Honestly, the takeaway at the end is like, I guess Pepsi's fine.
1: Yeah, no, I mean the commercial like, is just—that's okay. what they're telling us. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I do—I li- I, I like him trying to do an imitation. I love of Steve Carell. I love
2: yeah. you know. I think Lil Jon has like uh, like fun things you can do with him in a commercial, given his sort of like you know outsized persona. I think Cardi B is amazing, and like let's focus on her. But this is a mismatch mishmash of ideas. Jammed together, without, and then, the, and then the takeaway is just underwhelming.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's listen to his imitations, though. Corell's imitation of these two.
0: There you go. Like uh-huh. Little John. <laughs> oh come. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: I've got
0: to come up with
1: my own catchphrase. Okay! Uh, That makes me think of something funny that I heard recently, which is that um, our friend's, what, seven-year-old boy uh, sings Turn Down for What when he gets dressed in the morning, I believe? (laughs) Or is it when he's changing for bed at night? Um, Okay, so that was Pepsi. So should we get on the Coke train here?
2: Yeah, so then this is the Coke uh, Super Bowl ad because, of course, they're both going to have one. And if the Pepsi ad was, like, too much... The Coke ad is weirdly not enough. Mm-hmm. It's an animated, um, it's an animated commercial. It's like lots kind of, of a
1: twee animation, a little thing. bit of a
2: twee animation. Lots of people, little drawings of people who look different, all kinds of different people. And you're gonna hear from the narration that it's all about. To me, this is many people are good. They're good people on both sides. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It's a lot like let's overcome our differences and all drink Coke. But it's it's so anodyne that it's at one point it's like or don't drink coke whatever you do you and it's (laughs) like well let's not go too far coke i think you're kind of missing the the bullseye here it just feels like played and tired and devoid of anything new or interesting like i realize it's a challenge when you are an advertising giant the way coke is and i'm not offended by this i mean i'm not gonna like get i'm not gonna like be mad like the all the alpha bros were about the Gillette ad or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not that I think the message is necessarily bad. It's that, like, it certainly doesn't make me even consider wanting a Coke. I feel like it's just sort of like money in the, we're, we're a good company bank, you know.
0: A Coke. Is a Coke.
2: Is a Coke.
0: It's the same for everyone.
1: You can get one if you want it.
0: No matter where you're from.
1: He drinks Coke and she drinks Coke.
0: Even though they disagree.
1: And while the bottles look alike,
0: you aren't the same as me. (laughs) Stars
1: drink it. Chefs
0: drink it. Farmers want one when it's hot. There's a Coke here if you're thirsty. But that's cool if you're not.
2: We all have different hearts and hands.
0: Heads holding various views.
2: Don't, Don't you see? see? Difference
0: is beautiful. beautiful. And together is beautiful too.
1: Yeah, I have mixed emotions about this, and I've been thinking about it in a certain way. So, like, Coke. I think Coke's most famous or maybe most iconic ad has got to be, I want to teach the world to sing. Yeah. you know, they, It'd be and, hard to beat that. Right, and that was probably 1968, 69. It's during a time when the country is, you know, I we didn't, you and I were not alive then, right? And so what we're living through right now, just kind of politically and as far as our discourse is concerned, it just feels terrible. Everybody knows that, no matter what. Quote, unquote, side you're on it just feels terrible um, and you and I didn't live through those really tumultuous bad years of assassinations and the Vietnam War and you know I-, I would assume that there was division that feels a lot like how it feels now so they come out with this commercial you know of all the people standing in the field together holding hands singing I want to teach the world to sing and that is an iconic ad I have no problem with that because to me that's all nostalgia that's not right. something I lived through now i don't have a problem with that on its face right but then you make this for this era it's not trying to do anything different yet hearing things like
2: whatever oh, our points of view whatever right, our various beliefs even though are. we
1: disagree yeah. and it does seem like well it's not that just does sound like a platitude because you and i were talking about this with the the heineken ad that like put You know, it sat people down with very different perspectives. It feels like
2: false equivalency to us. Which maybe it did. Maybe it would have, you know, 70, 60 years ago as well.
1: And like in that Heineken ad, you you had people sitting down from like different points of view. But what did you have? You had queer people having to sit down with people who are homophobic. And it's like, wait, why do... Why do people who just want to live their life in their own way have to make any kind of common ground with somebody who is just hateful?
2: No one's telling the homophobic guy, like, you don't deserve to exist or you're not real. Exactly.
1: And so, like you say, it becomes a false equivalency. And so it's hard to say how much of that is colored by you and me and how strongly we feel about these things. And also just like it's not 1968 or 69 anymore. And even if things aren't more complicated, we certainly have a more complicated way or a more nuanced way of approaching. Approaching and discussing the issues of the day and this just feels a little bit like the Kylie Jenner thing Yeah, I bit. had the
2: same thought it really it, you know They certainly didn't make a mistake that that Pepsi made with that where they co-opted an actual um, You know historical moment mm-hmm. force for profit, but they but they are trying to walk that line of like you um, I, that's why I said. It feels like many people on both many good people on both sides, you know, which mm-hmm. like has become for me the shorthand of a t- total false mor- moral false equivalency.
1: You put a couple more uh, commercials here under the maybe column. I think we can just kind of rush through. Like, uh, there's a Bumble ad. Of course, Bumble is the dating app that is. It, it's. Uh, I'll actually- tell you, I don't
2: understand what this Bumble thing is, and we don't have to play it. But um, uh, uh, Serena Williams uh, is. Uh, their new spokesperson and she's she is i the reason i'm stumbling here is because i don't know what the ad is for it's for some initiative that they're undertaking called in her court that's all about like women taking having mm-hmm. agency in their i guess lives
1: so you know that Bumble, like is a dating Bumble, site, Bumble is a Bumble is a dating app that it's uh, as a friend recently described. It's like a Sadie Hawkins dance. The women are totally in control, so the women have to make the first.
2: Right. No, I understand what Bumble know, is, yeah. but I don't well, understand I what did. this in her court initiative is about. They're it's, they're very coy about it on the website. And Serena Williams is married, so she's not a customer, presumably. Mm-hmm. Like. I, it's just a strange thing and and some of the some of the writing on the website about it is like on this day when everyone's focused on men, we're launching our initiative. It's like this just seems like a weird mm-hmm. thing and they and they don't give you enough to like understand what they're going for. maybe the Super Bowl will reveal all and it will be interesting, but to me, it just feels a little like sort of. It just feels like uh, some feel-good initiative that's kind of meaningless.
1: Um, in a similar court, you have Budweiser, which has their typical Clydesdale ad, only this time it is kind of touting their dedication to wind power, which I'm a little confused about. They, I, I did some reading about this. Budweiser is now saying that all of its U.S. factories are powered by wind power, but it yes. sounds Allegedly. like that is kind of through... I think that's kind of accomplished through offsets though Possibly. because there's one particular power company I want to say in Oklahoma. I don't have the notes in yeah. front of me anymore. Um but it sort of sounds like and and they're also buying a bunch of uh green energy to offset the Frankly uh, the, that's
2: the only way any major company is getting to to carbon neutrality right now is through some some combination of green power and offsets. And if you know, I'm I'm actually in favor of offsets like because it does ultimately fund the The growth of renewable energy so i'm not i'm not that mad about it if they want to claim that they're carbon neutral or whatever however they're spinning it
1: so they're buying um apparently enough green energy to power all of Atlanta for the Super Bowl, which i didn't realize that um and I love
2: how these red state kind of like these like you know historically more conservative uh leaning kinds of companies like finally even these companies are like. Oh, yeah. Climate change is super real because it's eventually because we're not far from the day when it's going to affect their bottom line.
1: Uh, The third commercial you had under your um, maybes column was for Pringles. and I actually liked this one. This is a continuation of uh, something that I think they started maybe during last Super Bowl, which they've been trying
2: to make stack flavor stacks happen for a while.
1: Yeah, which is like, you know, Pringles has a whole bunch of different flavors. And of course, their chips are uniform, so you can. You know layer them up and create new flavors by combining their other flavors and eating three chips at a time Which by I the way, love Jelly Belly s- got there first. Yeah, and I'd love to say something snarky about that But um, I've been known to eat more than one potato chip at a time myself uh, But this one you have a couple of guys sitting around, you know making their flavor stacks or whatever and then uh, We learn that also in the room is some sort of an uh, You know Alexa type device. I'm stacking cheddar jalapeno and sour cream and onion the spicy nacho stack. How many Pringles flavor stack combinations are there?
2: 318,000. Sadly,
0: I'll never know the joy of tasting any. For I have no hands to stack with, no mouth to taste with, no soul to feel with. I am at the mercy of a cruel
1: and uncaring... Cool, play Funky Town. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, I lolled at that. I
2: did too. I like it. And it's funny because the the listicle or whatever that I found this on filed this under... Worst Super Bowl commercials Because it's not
1: huge It's nothing big
2: They didn't like somehow The reminder that our Smart speakers are listening To our every move But I thought the like The cutting off of the robot And just making it play Funky Town was pretty funny
1: Yeah Um, I didn't uh, I don't know I don't hate most of these I would say If I'm going to go through This list really quickly uh, The Stella thing I think it's totally fine yeah, I, I think it's fine and it's a decent concept and I actually hope they explore more famous people in their drinks.
2: I think it can be improved. Conceptually I like
1: it. Mm-hmm. ASMR. I think that's pretty smart to go really quiet during a very noisy event. Uh, the Expensify. I like the 2 chain song. I like Adam Scott. I have no problem with it. I mean it seems a little Super bowly. Yeah. You it's know? very it's Super bowly, fine. but yeah. it doesn't
2: bother me and I think they are they are doing a, a great job of trying something kind of new with it, with the interactive element of it. Um, I think the joke in it is pretty solid. Again, I'm not really hard against any of these. It's just that none of them blew me away.
1: Yeah, the Pepsi one is the one that I'm actually like, oh God, what yeah, were you thinking? Yeah, that's the worst. How is that? And, and also it has that not only what were you thinking, but then also, oh, I know what you were thinking. You were thinking with your huge Super Bowl checkbook with that one too, by yeah. making sure that you jammed as many famous people in as possible. But most importantly, it is time now to play Super Bowl commercial bingo. So I'm gonna have to ask you to uh, cover up your screen now, hover, okay. Can you however however possible um here do you want this this is a piece of mail that was sent to the wrong place does that kind of cover your whole screen are you good there yeah all right so um listener chris sent us a uh a link to a website where a woman who the, the website is actually called play party and plan it's not really super bowl <laughs> or commercial related it's just like activities for families you know do-it-yourself stuff and um she, I'm saying she, the woman behind the website, uh, I guess every year puts together, you know, bingo cards so that when you're watching the Super Bowl commercials, you know, the first person to get a bingo based on product brand or service brand, I guess, um, or celebrity who's in the commercial. Okay. Okay. Um, and she made a specific one for 2019 and there's, I have 30. I had to take all the cards and try to uh, type type them up into a spreadsheet, and then I've alphabetized them. I guess none of this really matters, but um, I'm gonna let's do family feud rules. But instead of having three whammies or whatever, you're gonna have five misses, and you're gonna try to um, you're gonna try to list everything on this thirty you know item. Uh-huh. List okay, and these are so the products how, and
2: the people in the Super Exactly, Bowl ads. but
1: they're specifically for 2019, and she must have made this a while ago because you're gonna. That's why at the beginning of the show, I was like, Ugh, Can I use the ones that we just one. talked about? You're gonna have to because I'll be honest with you. Some of this is weird, and I, <laughs> I actually somebody sent uh, Chris sent us this thing a while back. I'm like, Oh, I know how I can turn this into a quiz for the show, but I didn't. Look at the card, and I think her card is kind of shitty. I think she made it a while ago, and she said specifically something along the lines here. I'll read the quote from the website. I created printable bingo cards that have the names of brands and celebrities that are scheduled to appear in the 2019 Super Bowl. Everything on the cards has been, concer- has been confirmed as of publish date, but uh, if anything drops out to the last minute, sorry. So some of these are brands I've never even heard of before that she just okay. saw on a list somewhere that is going to be in the Super Bowl. Um, so I think there are definitely going to be some whammies here, but there are also going to be some things that uh, we have talked about here today. So um why don't you start listing things and see how many you can get yes all right
2: avocados from mexico avocados
1: we didn't even talk about that
2: there's surely but you are absolutely
1: right about that i'm trying to keep score while we're
2: going to be hard if i if i haven't already seen them
1: um Okay, so you got avocados. I
2: got avocados.
1: All right, what else? All right,
2: let's do Coke and Pepsi.
1: You got Coke, you got Pepsi, All I right. think. Let me make sure that both of them are on here. This is, uh, this is not going very well, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to stop trying to keep... Um, she actually doesn't even have Coke on here. Do you Uh-oh. see what I'm talking about I here? I do,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, but Pepsi is on there.
2: All right, well, give, so I, do I get a whammy for Coke?
1: Um... I guess so. I can't give you a whammy for Coke. (laughs) She either made a mistake or I made a mistake.
2: Um, All right. Uh, Well, let's see. Um, We know Expensify is going to be a commercial.
1: Expensify is actually on here. And I put this quiz together before I saw that commercial. So Uh I was like, Expensify woman, nobody's going to get that. But it turns out that uh, people will get that one. Uh,
2: Stella Artois.
1: Uh, Stella Artois is on here. Good job. All right. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is not on here. All I right. apologize. She might have put this together before she knew right. that. Um, sorry, my buzzer isn't working. Do you want a buzzer? Okay. Sure.
2: Um, okay.
1: One real whammy I'm giving you.
2: Okay. And I'm just trying to get as many. I'm not going to get all 30, but I'm going to try to get as many as I can before mm-hmm. I whammy out, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, let's just, let's just do some celebrities here. Um, George Clooney's usually got a Super Bowl commercial going on. Oh, no, George Clooney. Um,
1: These are only things that she's confirmed.
2: Yeah, all right. Um, what about Aaron Rodgers? Uh-oh, I'm, I'm way off. Free. All right, well, there's got to be some Think par- about some more
1: that we've already talked about if you want to stay alive.
2: <laughs> uh, well, what do we talk about? We talked about uh, Pringles.
1: Uh, we did talk about Pringles, and it's on her list.
2: Okay, and we talked about... Um well
1: Bumble. We did talk about Bumble, it's on her list.
2: Okay. And we talked about who's in the Bumble. It was uh Serena Williams. Um, okay. I feel like they've got I want to get some celebrities that I don't know. Her sure. celebrity
1: game on this sucks. Does it? Yes so it's
2: nobody that I would guess.
1: Um well there are two people I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at three oh, names that I recognize. Budweiser, yes, and
2: uh, and Michelob
1: um uh Michelob yes but also you have Budweiser and Bud Light okay okay
2: um okay uh well what about uh what about some cars there must be some car ads mm-hmm. in there um but is it gonna be like 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 big 3 american automakers or like Think hamsters oh um that's uh kia right
1: kia's on there i have no idea what Kia's is doing we should look that up
2: yeah well i you know we got to save some well you know we're going to watch the super bowl yeah. we got to talk about some stuff afterwards yeah. afterwards um okay are there any more cars
1: um there's one and it starts with an a acura nope
2: eh.
1: Oh yeah, you get an eh.
2: um an A. Um, Audi.
1: Audi. You got one more buzzer, by the way. One more wrong answer, and we are out of this hellscape of a quiz. Okay. Um, well, I don't.
2: I'm gonna drag it out. Okay. if I can. Um.
1: Oh, there is another car, but I don't know. Just listing cars might not be your <laughs> best way to.
2: Um. I'm looking to what... see,
1: did you get all the ones we've already talked about?
2: Um, well, we talked about, I think, I think, I think you've so.
1: gotten all of, because you, you had both, you got Stella in there, right? You yeah. got, um.
2: But did I get, what about the Pepsi celebrities? Cardi B.
1: Cardi B is not on here.
2: Uh, that's She must not
1: have known. Uh, so, okay, some of these, we, and a lot of these, you might not even, so Audi, you got. Oh,
2: Chance the Rapper, you know what, there's a big <clears throat> commercial going around with, um, him sort of like remixing, um, Backstreet.
1: Exactly. That was another Which, one. Can yep. we
2: just let. Backstreet and In right. Sync, just it's not cute anymore. It's not, cute it's not anymore. Ironic.
1: It's not. What is Bon and Viv? Or oh, bon there's
2: there. You know how like the big thing now is like it's basically alcoholic sparkly water. Oh, uh, alcoholic seltzer. They started a commer- They started a company called Bon and Viv, and in the commercial, and I I almost added this one, but um, I don't know. You know, you got to draw a line somewhere. They are mermaids under the water talking about their products and then you realize that they're pitching sh- the sharks, you know, like Shark Tank, but they're real sharks.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. Should we play it now or maybe sure. save it for... Yeah, okay, play let's play it. looks like I got it right here.
0: I'm Bonnie. I'm Vivian. And we're the makers of Bon and Viv Spiked Seltzer. It's sparkling water and alcohol. It comes in fruit botanicals
2: like pear elderflower with zero grams of sugar. Yeah, seems too good to be true. But let us tell you the, the myth is
1: real what do you think sharks
0: i'm in i want in too i'll double their offer hey this is my expertise
1: that commercial is fine but you know what i like is it i had no idea what bon and viv was when i saw it just listed here but knowing that their names are bonnie and vivian i just have whoa easy i just have a feeling that um That'll stick in my brain a little bit like they're kind of introducing themselves yeah. in a way that I think is going for to, a new product Yeah,
2: they must have gotten some serious investment capital if they can afford a Super Bowl commercial.
1: Yeah. Yeah um, Let's see here. What else is on the list? We um, oh bubbly oh,
2: Michael Bublé is doing a, an ad so bubbly is like a compete competitor with LaCroix. Oh, okay um, It's a non-alcoholic sparkly water and there's a pretty funny ad where he's sitting in like a Seven Eleven or you know sort of like a Quickie Mart, um, sharpieing out the Y in bubbly and adding it as an, oh, an accented okay. E, so they all say buble. I
1: look forward to seeing that. Maybe we'll play it on the uh, post. That commercial show. was a little
2: bit lost to me because I couldn't pick Michael Buble on yeah, the lineup. Yeah, I don't but... know that
1: I would have either. But yeah, so bubbly's on the list as is buble, um, Bud Light, Budweiser, Bumble, Chance the Rapper, Colgate, Total. Boy, that's gonna just blow me out of the water. I'm sure. Oh, that
2: Luke Wilson one. Um, that is for, uh, that's for Colgate. That's for toothpaste. Oh, that's
1: the Colgate. Yeah, one. Yeah, and it's okay. pretty
2: irritating. He. That's the
1: Luke Wilson. Yeah,
2: he says I'm a close talker, and so it's just him like in people's grills Ooh. talking about how he's a close talker, and he can be a close talker because of Colgate, which again is like, don't tell me that your product is for a horrible thing.
1: Mm-hmm. What about Devour? Any idea?
2: I don't know what that is.
1: It's on the list. Doritos. Oh, yeah. I don't think you said Doritos. That's a, that's a kind of yeah. a... Oh, and that's Chance the Rapper. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Expensify, uh, Hyundai. Hyundai. Uh, Jason Bateman. Do you know what he's in? I don't. Uh, that, Jason Bateman can go either way these days. He I, can. I, I'm sad to say. Um, Kia, Luke Wilson, M&M's. They're always in there. Oh, but I not th- M&M. No, not M&M. Who was making news again recently for some dumbass verse and some song. Um, oh no,
2: did he say something shocking?
1: I actually you know what? He's taking tons of grief for it. And like I don't care about Eminem. I hate um I, I hate Eminem. Like I, I have I have no problem saying that I have no whatever. Um and I'm trying to think of this actual lyric because he's taking tons of guff for it. So he went away for a while, right? Then he released, I think, two albums now. And they're all about, like, reclaiming his throne or whatever. But then he's getting a bunch of I, – I only know this from reading the blogs today. Like, he's getting a bunch of pushback because they were not well-received or something along those lines. But he's now got this lyric that he's taking – Tons of uh, grief for that I actually think is kind of funny. Uh, let me find it here. Okay, I think I, think I got I Okay, yeah. So he is rapping on uh, somebody named Boogie's new track. Okay. I assume it's pronounced Boogie. Um, and it says here that he is using it as an opportunity to hit back at the critics who argued that Kamikaze was at risk of compromising his legacy. Oh,
2: no, not Eminem's legacy. Right.
1: So this is him defending his legacy. I left my legacy hurt, fucking absurd, like a shepherd having sex with his sheep. Fuck what you heard.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I actually think that's funny.
2: That's hilarious. And I, anyone who's getting all worked up about that needs to take a chill call. Well,
1: anybody who's getting worked—I mean, the whole point of it. The Eminem whole point is, is to get, to get, get worked people up. worked up. Ugh. Is to
2: like get the you know.
1: So tiring. Eminem's uh, Mercedes, Michael Buble, uh, Michelob Olay. Which is not going by oil of OLA. Oh, it I hasn't take, for years. Oh, because oil, obviously, not yeah. a great thing to associate with your skin. Pepsi, Persil. I don't know what Persil is.
2: It's a cleaning hmm. thing, Seems I think. It's alley. either cleaning or, or dental hygiene. I think it's cleaning.
1: Planters Nuts. I look forward to seeing what they got cooking. Uh, because don't. I Really?
2: Yeah. It's do they involved. use Mr. Peanut? They do. Um, oh, they also have Mr. used Peanut. Charlie Sheen.
1: Oh god. Um Yeah,
2: Priscilla's laundry detergent.
1: Okay. Uh Pringles, Serena Williams, Stellar Artois, Turbo TurboTax. They're kind of a perennial, I think, these days. Turkish Airlines, same deal. Isn't that the really rich airline that um Is it
2: Emirates though?
1: Oh you're right. But
2: Turkish is also fancy.
1: Yes, and uh, WeatherTech.
2: Oh, I love WeatherTech. What No, I said, is that like is that like for car? Is that like like t- like stuff for Your car I would assume
1: I assume that weather tech Is something that you put On the outside of your car So that I don't know Rain bounces off So the rain bounces off I I have no idea All right So that was That was that game
2: Yep Good game (laughs) That was was Not the best game Was
1: that the worst game We've played on this show
2: (laughs) I had a really bad quiz once That like I think you got everyone right Because it was so easy
1: (laughs) It sounds like a good quiz Everybody's
0: talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my
1: mind Alright, time to check in with the Ad Council. What are people talking about?
2: So you remember last week we talked about ads with celebrity spokespeople that made us, or made somebody at least, kind of start to dislike the celebrity spokesperson? Mm-hmm. And we wondered about, like, you know, where's that long? Like, how much credit do they need in the bank if they're going to be doing ads that are kind of obnoxious or irritating or whatever. The middle-ditch
1: effect, we called it. Yes,
2: the middle-ditch effect, um, which is what I wish we'd called that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from listener Lori, who wrote into the Gmail account. Um, when she says, And she says, when I listen to this week's podcast, that, am I saying his name right? Is it Gayton or Gaten Matarazzo?
1: I don't know. I had to look him up. He's or the ga- ga- kid from... Like, um, I think it's actually
2: Galen, isn't it?
1: Oh, that might be a typo. He's from, um, he's one of the nerds from Stranger Things. He's the
2: nerdiest nerd. He's the mm-hmm. one with the list. A little and, bit like, pudgy, curly a hair. Pudgy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Very um, likable in Stranger Things. Oh, no, it is Gaten. I'm sorry. Okay. Well,
2: anyway, I, I probably have been mis saying it. Anyway, well, let's assume it's Gaten. Uh, Gaten Matarazzo uh, does Fios commercials. Um, which oh, I have high seen. speed internet. Yeah. High speed internet. internet. Yeah. I've
1: seen. That's right. Yes. I wish we had put it on the list. He's well, a little irritating. He is that. a little
2: irritating. This is what really, uh, frost, uh, Lori's, uh, um, chaps.
1: No chaps. you her hides. Chaps
2: her hides. This is what, uh, frost her Cheerios. <laughs> um, uh, she feels like this ad campaign is dragging on and that he's getting more and more annoying with each one. And sort of the, the premise of these ads is he's like this sort of precocious and somewhat obnoxious kid, which is in keeping with kind of the character he mm. plays on Stranger Things, um, who's always telling everyone else, all of his friends and his friends' families, that they need to get Fios so they can be fast, they can be gaming at the right speed.
1: I remember when he's out in the street and he's like walking down the right. street and kind of judging Yelling people. at the other, yelling
2: at people in their homes to get Fios. Right, okay. So this first one is the one that she really didn't like uh, to begin with. He's, it's all, it's a, the cameras on all of these different kids like as if it's from their p you know their computer oh okay um, and they're you're, online and gaming you're just together. they're online gaming together and so are we're cutting between each of them as they're talking and most of the voice you're going to hear is Matarazzo kind of razzing one of their friends who is has a slower internet speed Before we start, I just want to say if anyone still doesn't have Fios, please stay out of the way so your
1: lag doesn't get us all killed. Ben? Talking about you, Ben. I know, Zoe. What's so good about Fios anyway? Uh, what's so great about a 100% fiber optic network that makes your gaming system actually work awesomely? Hey, did you take out the trash? Garbage boy. Dad, I already took out Ben. (laughs) It's not funny. (laughs) Gaming is best on a 100% fiber optic network. I'm not sure if if
2: it was clear from the narration, but the the father of the Matarazzo character pokes his head in and says, did you take the trash out? Mm -hmm. Ben, the beleaguered, non-Fios-having friend, says, ha-ha, garbage boy, and then he gets dunked on again when... He says, I already took Ben out. Which is just
1: such a... I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess you're writing for that age. Maybe it is something that kids that age would say.
2: Honestly, I, I can get why someone would be annoyed by these and find them sort of unnecessarily mean. To me, it, re- it doesn't bother me because it reads the way kids that age do mm-hmm. talk to each other and try to dunk on each other somewhat unsuccessfully mm-hmm. and lamely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do I think kids... Although maybe they do. I mean, maybe the gaming speed stuff is really like... Critical. I don't really know.
1: I'm pretty sure that the entire gaming community is pretty laid back.
2: <laughs> yes, if GamerGate taught us anything. Yeah. Um, so this is what what Lori says. There's something about teasing a kid for his slow internet access to the point of jokingly calling him garbage that feels very uncomfortable to me. You know that kid has no say in what internet provider his family uh, chooses. All his friends gang up on him and say, "You can play with us, just stay away from us because your internet isn't as good as ours." And then the Gate and character is happy to be the ringleader. And then uh, she follows up with another one that makes her even more annoyed. This is like the sequel where the kid, Ben, uh, has now gotten Fios. And they're same concept? Same, well, not same concept. It's just him and Matarazzo sitting in on, the, on a couch together in IRL discussing their newly improved uh, Internet speeds.
1: So you finally got Fios, huh? Yep. Want to know what the best part about it is? Gaming with less lag? Nope. Watching
2: movies in 4K? Nope. The best part about it is right now, my mom is streaming classes, and my dad
1: is streaming games. And because the fiber optic network gives you insane speeding capacity, they don't have to ask you to get offline. Exactly. You owe me so big time. 100% fiber optic network. Okay. 100% phenomenal.
2: And so Laurie goes, continues, so now his friend is worthy to game with because he has Fios. The kid talks about how great it is because, uh, you know, it's a Fios commercial. And then at the end, Madurazo says, you owe me so big. Wait, what? This kid's parents decided to get Fios and somehow Gayton Matarazzo feels he deserves credit for this because he teased this kid mercilessly for his slow Internet. I'm not sure how being a condescending little punk to everyone who doesn't have Verizon Fios makes the others indebted to him.
1: Well, they might be going for that thing where you know you advertise to kids even though they don't have money because they then pressure their parents to you know get something for them
2: yeah but i mean i think her her point and i i think like i get the writing her point is like why would why would the why would the being bullied by gaten Matarazzo, i mean i guess that's the point is that he was so bullied by Matarazzo that he then like and all the friends be like
1: mom and dad I can't even play with my friends anymore like you owe me for bullying this is terrible come on we got to just get this upgrade
2: yeah like it doesn't bother me so much from like a this kid is a little shit perspective because I think it's sort of true to how kids probably are but it doesn't appeal to me at all as mm-hmm. a marketing campaign. So I'm I'm with you um, in spirit, if not in the particulars, Laurie.
1: Yeah, actually I mostly agree with Laurie. Um, even though I'm kind of defending the premise of the commercial, I do find him to be more irritating in these. I remember the one. I think it was the one that launched the campaign. Again, he's walking down the street. Yeah. I think maybe walking his bicycle even and he's like judging like the new neighbors are moving in do they have Fios or not and he's kind of yelling at somebody and saying you got to get Fios and it's just like he, he that the character he's playing in these commercials struck me as annoying from the get-go
2: yeah and it's a little bit playing off of his intentionally annoying uh character from Stranger Things one of the challenges with commercial anyone in a commercial any character in a commercial is that we're asked to believe that a real person would care about a particular Mm -hmm. brand in a way that no real person ever would. Mm -hmm. It's especially, it especially strains credulity um, when it's a child because child, children really don't care about that kind of thing. But not, I'm not saying kids don't care about brands Mm -hmm. and they do when it's like a consumer brand that they are using. But like, I just can't picture a child being like the great thing about this is my mom gets to be doing, you know, watching a show while my dad's watching a game and I can do this. And it's like, it's just they're writing for the product and not for the not for the story and of course you know ultimately they have to sell the product they don't have to sell the story um but it it just feels a little clunky to me in that way
1: you mentioned that like you, you know some things you just don't care about the brand about and other things you do how would you feel about doing a show just all about brand loyalty that's based on our own preferences, like brands that really mean a lot to you and me, like just individually and then maybe listeners as well. We've
2: tried to do that in the past in a variety of ways of like commercials that like worked for us, that made us buy something. One of the problems with doing that show, and I've run into this when I was trying to produce one is that most of the brands that I'm really loyal to, um, don't advertise. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think like I'm holding a LaCroix like this. It's not just LaCroix that I drink. It's this specific flavor Mm -hmm. that I like. Um, It's Pina Frieza. And... I've never seen a commercial for this, so I don't yeah. even know what I would point to in terms of marketing.
1: I can think of like, I think Fios is what made me think of it. Is I actually am pretty, as much as they have a very bad rap for some very good reasons, I am very dedicated to Xfinity yeah, slash you really Comcast. Are. Like, it's weird. The talking to the remote control, the interface that they have now is unlike any interface I think that probably anybody else has got. It is. The, the integration through all of my devices like I am obsessed with <laughs> the product that Xfinity is putting out there if not always the service that they're backing it up with yeah. and you know service has traditionally been their problem and they've come a long way but like I could uh, like honestly I see an Xfinity commercial where they're advertising something specifically about like the talking to the remote control I'm like hell yeah hell yeah talk like I identify with that so I don't know maybe if listeners send in enough stuff and you and I can just come up with one Yeah, us
2: Yeah let's see if we can put one to- together like
1: brands that you are just it doesn't even have to do with if it's a good commercial or bad just a brand
2: that you love that has a commercial
1: that you are and i think that i mean you know iphone is a huge one i think for people yeah you know and i and i actually think that well, it gets a little bit complicated w- w- for me because I was actually looking at some Google phones. But, uh, you know, I've been pretty loyal to Samsung. For I like while.
2: Samsung. I also happen to like Samsung's uh, marketing campaigns for the most part. Oh, I think yeah. they're pretty funny.
1: When they're dunking on the iPhone. Oh, God, I
2: love it when they dunk on the iPhone.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that's an idea for a show. You guys uh, send in uh, anything. That, any ideas you have of, of brands that you're very loyal to? You can sell anything. That was
2: fun. One, yeah. more, one more Super Bowl show to go. Yeah,
1: and then I think maybe it might be the show after that that we'll be gearing up for the uh, the Oscars That's show. That's right, yeah, coming yeah. up
2: soon. Uh, oh, I wanted to put a plea out there. I've been seeing on the Facebook group and an email people sending us um, potential taglines. I appreciate it. We want your taglines. You have to call them in. It's the only way it's going to work. Call us at 607-444-5597. Even if you think you don't want to be, you know... You don't want to feel shy like don't feel shy just just like put on your big person pants and call the voicemail line and read us the tagline Um, please also get at us uh, on Gmail after these messages show at Gmail for everything but the taglines. And come visit us at the Facebook group, which is After These Messages show on Facebook.
1: And I wanted to mention, I I mentioned this last week um, a little bit vaguely, but for our Oscar show that's coming up, we're not just looking at commercials that are going to be airing during the Oscars and they do
2: we are not looking at that at all no
1: they're. uh, although I mean I guess if there's any buzz around that we might because it is they they are like a little mini Super Bowl now people create special Oscar campaigns a little bit but um, uh, our friends from the Deadbeat Film Society podcast are going to be joining us to actually look at movie trailers something that we thought we would do a show on when we first started this thing three and a half years ago and we've never looked at movie trailers which are you know a type of commercial so we're looking forward to having them here in the studio to do that with us Um, uh, in the meantime, though, we will talk to you next Tuesday post-Super Bowl, and uh, we'll review what we saw on Sunday. Until then, hope you guys all have a great week. Talk to you later.
0: lucky. Extreme
1: Couldn't touch me. Backyards, kittens, puppies. 401Ks, yuppies.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about